Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for January 18th, 2024. January 18th, 2024. I'm teaching a series this year on fixed purpose. I believe that, that God established a fixed purpose for each and every one of us, that he did so before the world began. And that as a believer, what we have to do is we have to be locked in on the fixed purpose that we believe that God established for us and that it's an individual thing. Like, like God has an assignment for me and God has an assignment for you. So as we're thinking about that, uh, the title of today's message is Spiritual Focus in 2024, Embracing God's Unique Path for You. You have a unique path. I have a unique path. And what we have to do is, is be okay with that. Like stop comparing ourselves to other people. Be okay with who it is that God has called us to be. Be okay. Like Solomon said it this way, to enjoy your lot in life, to accept it and enjoy it. Put in the chat, I accept it and I enjoy it. There's certain things that I'm not called to do. There's certain things that I'm not going to do. There's certain people that I'm not going to reach and I'm okay with that. Like I'm not called to be everything to everybody. I'm called to be me. And my assignment, there's a grace on my life to do a certain thing and I'm going to do it. And I'm going to get a level of fulfillment and enjoyment out of it. And I'm, I'm going to stop comparing myself to other people. I'm, I'm going to be locked in on the path that I believe that God established for me for 2024 before the world began. And I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to accept my lot in life. I'm going to enjoy my lot in life. I'm going to live the life that God wants me to live. And I'm going to get satisfaction and fulfillment out of it. Say amen to that. Say that's me. So you want to get to the point where you are so locked in with what you believe that God has called you to do that you're not comparing yourself to other people. You're not frustrated. You're not distracted in any way. Let's talk about it. Open up your heart now to receive. Amen. So that's that's us, right? We we want to live that way where we're not going to be distracted or uh, you know led astray or focus on other people's lives or other people's assignments or dissatisfied with our own lives because of what somebody else is doing and what God is doing. No, 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 no. Put this in the chat. I have a race that is set before me. Put this in the chat. I only have grace for my race. So that's it. I'm going to run my race at my pace with my grace. Say amen to that. That's it. I'm not going to be distracted. I'm not going to be moved in any way. Before I get into the message for this morning and the notes that I have for you this morning, I do want to share a little bit about yesterday's message. And so we're dealing with Mary and Martha. And uh, yesterday I was led to kind of go uh, to a different person, to Elijah. And, and, and I talked about the dangers of burnout. And it's so important for us to, to not pour out, pour out, pour out, pour out, and then not be filled up. So I'm, my life, I attempt anyway to live my life as an offering where I'm always pouring out. I'm not really worried about me. I'm fine. Like Rick Pena's fine. Isabella, we're fine. We're going to be fine no matter what. So a lot of times we live our lives, you know, for others, for we want to make sure our children are good. We want to make sure that other people are good. We, we get up, we're always, you know, 
focus on being a blessing to other people because we know that we're going to be taken care of and we're fine. But when you're pouring out, you're pouring out, you're pouring out, you're pouring out, you do need to take the time to be filled back up. Because if not, if you ever are at the point where you're spent and you're spiritually spent, you're empty, then you're very susceptible to where we saw yesterday this mighty man of God, Elijah, he wanted to die. He even asked God to take his life. And this is how pastors commit suicide. This is how, you know, you got people that are that are living for God and they get to the point where they want to give up everything. They even want to die because they have spent their lives pouring out and they didn't take the time to get filled back up. So rest is spiritual. Uh, being filled back up is spiritual. Put that, put in the chat, amen to that. All right. So let's get into this morning's message. I want to go back to Mary and Martha. The main scripture we're looking at for this year is Proverbs chapter four and verse 25. I want to put this through your ear gates every day. So listen to what the Bible says. Set your gaze on the path set before you. There's a path that is set before me. There's a path that is set before you. I'm going to set my gaze on it. With fixed purpose, looking straight ahead, I will ignore life's distractions. Put in the chat, I ignore life's distractions. So Mary and Martha, let's go back to them. And we're going to look at them today. And I have three things to share with you about that. But um, this is what the Bible says in Luke chapter 10, verses 40 through 42, New International Version, beginning at verse 40. But Martha was distracted. Just think about that. Jesus was in Mary and Martha's house. Jesus was in the house. And Martha was distracted. She was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. Jesus and his team was in the house. She was, Jesus was pouring out. He was ministering. There were divine oracles of God being released in her home. And she was worrying about, do you want some coffee? Do you want a snack? Let me get you some water. Let me pick that up. Do, are you done with that cup? No. She's like, what? She's focused on that. And her sister's like locked in. Her sister's receiving what Jesus is releasing in their home. The Bible says she was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. And she came to Jesus and she interrupted Jesus's teaching. And she said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to take her little happy butt and, and stand up and come and help me in the kitchen. And Jesus said, Martha, Martha, you were worried and upset by many things. Listen, there are people right now in 2024 that love God, but they're not healthy in their soul. They are losing their mental health because they are worried and, ex and upset about many things. Like they, they can't sleep at night. Like pray this prayer before you go to bed. Lord, as soon as my, my head hits the pillow, I pray that I would fall into a deep and restful sleep. I pray that you would give me, in accordance with your word, sleep that is sweet. Don't sit up in the bed thinking about, oh my God, what do I need to do tomorrow? What do I need to do today? Sitting there. No, like there are people that are losing their mental health. They are distracted by many things. Listen, God's got it. God's just, whatever God has called you to do, he's called you to do. I'm not worried about stuff, man. I got like a gazillion things going on in my life. 
You know how much of that I worry about? Zero. I'm not going to worry about it. I mean, like if it's God's will, it's God's will. Like there's some things I just, hey, look, there's some things that I can control. I'll do whatever God wants me to do. Other things I can't control. God is going to have to open up the door for me. God will give me favor. God will open doors that no no man can close and close doors that no man can open. But what I'm not going to do, let me tell you what I ain't going to do. I'm not going to sit up and worry about this stuff for what? Like, look, at the end of the day, it's going to work out and it's going to work out for my good. It may not work out the way that I want it. I may not get everything that I want at the, at the right time, at the time that I expected. Things may not always pan out the way that I expected. Okay, but at the end of the day, it's going to work out for my good. Why? Because God is on me and in me and with me and for me. So stop worrying about stuff. I mean, he said, Martha, Martha, come on, man. You are worried and upset about many things. There are a few things that are needed. And right now in this moment, in this moment, in this divine moment, there's only one thing that is needed. While I'm When I'm pouring out, you should be receiving what I'm transmitting. And the only thing that is needed in this moment, Mary's doing it, and it's not going to be taken away from her. No, I'm not going to tell her to stop doing the things that she's supposed to be doing. She's locked in. I'm speaking. And here you are in the kitchen. You're not even paying attention to what I'm saying. So what does this mean for you today? We're talking about laser focus. We're talking about fixed purpose. We're talking about having the discipline to be the men and women that God has called us to be for 2024. I have three things to share with you in this morning. And as I get into these three things, I want you to lock in, right? Rid your heart and mind of all distractions. Three things. Number one, here we go. Understanding the need for spiritual focus. As a believer, we have to understand that there's a need. We have a need for spiritual focus in our lives. Spiritual focus is about integrating God's presence. There's awareness of the fact that God is on me, in me, with me, and for me. Put this in the chat. Say, I'm a God carrier, right? When you understand that you are, if you're born again, you're filled with the Holy Spirit, put in the chat, I am a God carrier. That means I'm carrying God with me into every meeting, every conversation, every Zoom call, all the activity that I engage in on on a daily basis. I'm carrying God with me. I'm a God carrier. And so if I'm carrying God with me, then I I should have an awareness of the fact that the Holy Spirit is in me and on me and with me and for me. So there's an awareness of God's presence that I'm going to bring into every area and every aspect of my life. Not just when I'm in church, not just during times of prayer and worship, I'm living my life with this consciousness, this awareness that that God is there. And so he can lead me and give me the divine impulses of the Holy Spirit at any moment. And it can happen at any time. So like Mary in the Bible, we should aim to develop a constant consciousness of God, making his presence like the guiding force in our lives, driving our daily decisions and attitudes and actions. Mary was like, oh, Jesus is in our home. I know that I want to be a good host. I know that, you know, there's some things that we probably need to do to make sure these people have something to drink and whether, you know, all that. But Jesus is speaking. And once Jesus started speaking, Mary just sat there and was like, no, no, this is not my time to work. This is my time to worship. This is my time to receive what the Holy Spirit is releasing. And she discerned that and she locked in and she fell at his feet and she didn't move. Her sister was frustrated. Because her sister was doing stuff and her sister was missing out. While, while Jesus was pouring out, she was missing out. You don't want to, that you don't want that to be you. When God is pouring out, you don't want to be missing out. See, focus isn't just something I'm gonna do in the moment, it's a lifestyle. It's it's like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna live my life with focus. I'm gonna live my life with an awareness that my heart is attuned to God's frequency. Like my heart is open to the divine impulses of the Holy Spirit so that I'm living my life with a spiritual focus. 
an awareness that God can speak to me at any time. Not just when I'm dealing with a circumstance or a situation. No, I'm cognizant of his presence everywhere I go. And if I live that way, then I'm going to be more capable, more equipped to deal with the complexities of life so that my, I can keep my decisions and actions aligned with God's plan and purpose. Put that in the chat. Say, I align my life with God's plan and purpose. So let me say it this way. God never promised. I was talking to somebody yesterday and it looks like, you know, their husband is going to have to have a surgery. And um, as I was ministering to him, I said, look, sometimes God will keep us from the surgery. And sometimes God gives us the grace to go through the surgery. There are moments where God will keep us from it. There are other moments where God equips us in it and through it. And so God never promised that everything was going to be easy. God just promised to be with us every step of the way. So if you know that, then you should live your life with an awareness, if you're born again, that the Holy Spirit is there to lead you, guide you, and direct you. Sometimes God removes, like, you know, here's the problem and here's the grace. Sometimes you ask God for less problem and he can remove it. Sometimes God says, no, I'm not going to remove it. Instead of giving you less challenge, I'm going to give you more grace. I'm just going to give you the grace to deal with it. But you have to be cognizant and aware of what the Holy Spirit is speaking to you in that particular moment. So as we, you and I, navigate 2024, let us strive to live our lives with a spiritual focus and that, that we got to be locked in. We got to have spiritual focus and spiritual discipline because it is very easy for even a person who's born again to fall back into their humanity. It is very easy for you, even though you're born again, to fall back into carnality, into living a carnal life. You can be born again, filled with the Holy Spirit and still be carnal. You could be born again, filled with the Holy Spirit and not listen to the Holy Spirit. You could be born again, filled with the Holy Spirit and live your life like a mere man. So once you're born again, you have the Holy Spirit living down on the inside of you, but that doesn't mean that you're always going to listen to him. You have to develop this, this discernment, this awareness of his presence so that you can be sensitive to his divine promptings and so that you don't just rely on the flesh, so that you don't just rely on your intellect, your mental acuity. No, no, no. What you want to rely on is the Holy Spirit. When he is speaking, you want to be sensitive to whatever he is saying, because if not, if you rely on your humanity, you're going to be like Martha in the text. You're going to get to the point where you're tired, you're frustrated, you're irritated, and you're not listening when God is speaking. Say amen to that, right? So say, that won't be me. So we have a spiritual focus. We need to live our lives with a spiritual focus. Number two, let's talk about the role of spiritual discipline, which is basically akin to spiritual focus, but put in the chat, I have spiritual discipline. Let's talk about it. Mary made a decision. She decided to prioritize what Jesus was saying over everything else. And we have to live the same way. We have to make a decision. Martha could have made that decision, but she didn't. So spiritual discipline is a choice. It is a deliberate choice that I'm, I'm going to focus on things that I believe that God wants me to focus on in this particular season, and I'm not going to be moved. I'm not going to be distracted by other things. So Martha missed out on a divine moment. Jesus was in her home. Jesus was ministering, and she missed out on a divine moment because she was focused on the wrong thing. You can be in the same place at the same time all types of people be blessed and you not get blessed 
because you were distracted. You were not locked in on what God was saying. So the discipline I'm, I'm talking about, it, it requires you to develop a deep, personal, intimate relationship with God. Of course, this is going to come through prayer and fasting and study of the word and fellowship in God's presence. Um, but it can't just be when you're going to church. It has to be all the time. It has to be this constant awareness so that you can know when to work and when to worship. There will be moments where you need to work and work hard. And, and by the grace of God, there will be moments when you need to stop and worship. There'll be moments where you need to be engaged and active. There'll be moments when you need to stop and be quiet in his presence. And you got to discern when those moments are. You, you And it's not like the, the discipline I'm talking about is like just a set of rules, what not to do. No, no. The Bible says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So what you want is this discipline to be so locked in with the Holy Spirit that he liberates you from the distractions of this world, that he liberates you from the limits of your humanity, where you are free to be the man or the woman that God called you to be from the foundations of the world. When you develop a spiritual discipline, what you're doing is, I'm going to be locked in on his voice. I'm going to be meditating on his word. And in in, in a world that is full of noise and chaos and and this is an election year and all of this stuff is ramping up and they're talking about the economy and they're talking about this and you know all of this stuff. And yet in, in, in the midst of all of that noise, in the midst of all of that chaos, you are locked into what the Holy Spirit is saying. You're like, I'm not going to be distracted. There's a path that God established for me for 2024, even those in an election year, and God already has some stuff for me. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to focus on me. I'm, I'm going to run my race with my grace at my pace. I'm not going to be distracted by things that are good or bad. I'm just going to be locked in. I'm going to make a personal commitment to live my life with divine discipline. And so I, I'm, I'm going to set Proverbs 4 and 25. Let me read it for you again. Set your gaze on the path that is before you with fixed purpose, looking straight ahead, ignore life's distractions. That's me. Put it in the chat. Say, that's me. I will ignore life's distractions. I'm going to look straight ahead. I'm not going to be moved neither to the left nor to the right. Put in the chat. I have discipline. I have the spiritual discipline that is required. I will not be moved. I'm not going to go astray. I'm not going to get distracted in any way. All right. Number three, last point for today, overcoming the temptation to compare. Put in the chat, I will not compare myself. I'm not, listen, look at me real quick. Just you and me, right? Nobody else around. If you want to be the man or the woman that God called you to be, if you want to make the most of your assignment, you have to stop comparing yourself to other people. Stop. Put in the chat, I'm going to stop. Just stop. Stop worrying about other people. Stop comparing yourself to other people. Stop comparing your life with other people. Stop. Martha's reaction to Mary's choice highlights the importance of, 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 of us not comparing ourselves. Comparison is a trap, but comparison, it, it will trap us into feeling dissatisfied with our own lives because of what we see happening in somebody else's life. And so what you don't want is to fall into that trap. Put in the chat and say, I will not be dissatisfied. Paul warned us in 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 10, I mean, 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 12, this is what the Apostle Paul said. For we dare not class ourselves or compare ourselves with those who commend themselves, but they, measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves amongst themselves, 
are not wise. It's not wise to just compare yourself with other people. You don't, God, what God has for them is for them and what God has for you is for you. So engaging in comparison will lead you into a spiral of distraction. Not only that, it's going to lead you to feeling dissatisfied. Not only that, it's going to lead you to feeling discouraged. Not only that, if you keep comparing yourself and keep meditating on that, it could lead to depression. So no, you don't want that. Like, that's not for you. You have a unique path, a unique plan. Stop comparing yourselves to other people. Put in the chat, I will stop. Uh, you cannot compare yourself to other people because what you, what God has for you is for you. Put in the chat, what God has for me is for me. So you got to embrace the path that God has laid out specifically for you. It is a journey that is tailor-made for you. You have a divine path. Only you can walk down that path. You have the grace for it. I always tell you to celebrate the diversities of giftings and callings without jealousy. You should be able to celebrate what God is doing in somebody else's life without it causing to you you to feel devalued or disrespected uh, in any way. No, it's no. What you want to do is run your race at your grace with your pace. One of the main reasons why Martha was upset was because she was looking at Mary. If Mary was not there and she was just serving, she probably wouldn't be, even be upset. She was just upset that her sister was worshiping while she was worship, while she was working. So what she was doing was she was comparing herself to Mary, and that caused her to be frustrated and irritated and dissatisfied. See, stop comparing yourself to other people. You have a path. They have a path. Their path should not dictate or diminish or derail you from your own path. Every child of God has a distinct path. And what you want to do is say, you know what? They are part of God's grand design. I'm part of God's grand design. I'm going to remain laser focused on what God has called me to do for 2024. And I'm going to allow them to be focused on what God has called them to do. Like Paul said, it's not wise to compare yourself. You're going to fix your gaze on the path that God has laid out before you. And you're going to run your race. You're going to do it at your pace. And you're going to do it by the grace that God has put on your life. Knowing this then, that whatever God has for me is for me. And that God is going to make things happen in my life at just the right time. And so I'm not I'm not fixated on what God is doing in other people's lives. Things are going to work, work out for me. There's a time, Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 says, there's a time for everything un under the sun. And things are going to happen in my life at just the right time. And what God is doing in their life maybe is their moment. I don't know what they've been doing. I don't know what seeds that they've sown. I don't know. I, I you, you get frustrated because it looks like, oh man, God did something for her in a moment. God did something for her and it, it was like an instant blessing, an instant miracle for her business or her marriage or her children. And what you didn't see was the 27 years that she's been praying for that thing. What you didn't see was the 27 years of seeds that she's been sowing into that thing. And so God brought brought it to it instantly after 27 years though. And what you didn't see was that. And so stop comparing yourself. You have your own seeds that you've sown. You have your own path that you're walking down. You have your own commitment. You have your own investment. You have your own life. So how about you just focus on that? So you got to focus on what God is doing in your life. You got to focus on the seeds that you've sown. You got to focus on the harvest that you're waiting on. You got to focus on the path that God has set before you. And it's not the path that God has set before them. And it takes all of us to be the body of Christ. So celebrate them, pray for them, you know, high five them, but don't allow their success to cause you to feel dissatisfied with your own journey. Your own journey is your own journey. What God has for me is for me. So 
be locked in, be laser focused, develop discipline, develop focus. This is our year. This is our moment. This is our season. And this is our time. Say amen to that. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Do this by faith. Say, Father, I live my life with a laser focus on your fixed purpose for 2024. I am deeply aware of your presence in every area of my life. Your spirit guides me, guides my decisions, my attitudes, and my actions. I embrace spiritual discipline, not as a duty, but as a pathway to communion with you. I reject the temptation to compare my journey with anyone else. I celebrate your unique plan for my life, trusting the path you laid out before me. I declare that my focus will not waver. I am rooted in your purpose. I reject every distraction and I focus on your promises. Greater is coming for me in 2024 because I'm walking down the path that you established just for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Now, please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day. Do me a favor. Go into the chat and leave me some comments in the chat. Let me know if this was a blessing to you. And then number two, share this on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. Greater is coming for you. I love you. God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow morning. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material. And there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.